Coming up on Locked On Dodgers, on Saturday we got the excitement of Shohei Otani announcing he was signing with the Dodgers on Monday evening. We got the excitement of the Dodgers making it official. Shohei Otani is officially a Dodger, so is Joe Kelly. One of those is a little bit more exciting than the other, although they're both good news. We'll talk about both of those things. We'll get into the details of Otani's contract, including the deferrals. And we'll talk about the trade that the Dodgers and Yankees pulled off to make room on the roster for both Otani and Kelly. That's what's on tap, so let's get Locked On Dodgers. You are Locked On Dodgers, your daily Los Angeles Dodgers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Dodger fans, this is Locked On Dodgers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making Locked On Dodgers your first listen every weekday morning. Remember, this show is free and available wherever you get podcasts and on YouTube, simply by searching for Locked On Dodgers. Or even better, go and subscribe wherever you're watching or listening right now, then you will never miss a day, because you know we're not going to. If this is your first time with us, I am Jeff Snyder. That guy next to me is Vince Samperio. Vince and I are both lifelong Dodger fans. Uh, just like you are. We've also both spent time covering the Dodgers in the press box and the locker room. We've been podcasting together about the Dodgers for over eight years, and we bring you the smart fans perspective on our boys in blue every weekday morning. It's a lot of fun doing it, and it's been a whole lot of fun the last few days. We really appreciate all of you who are new here with us. Uh, Our numbers say that there are a lot of you, and we hope you'll stick around uh, even when there's not huge groundbreaking news like there has been the last couple days. It's a lot of fun talking Dodgers, and uh, there is maybe not as huge and as groundbreaking, but a deal like the Shohei Otani deal becoming official is a big deal, especially because there were people, you know, fans of other teams still holding out hope that, you know, somebody tweeted out that the Dodgers haven't even haven't commented on it yet. Maybe there's a problem with the physical, uh, you know, we, you and I, we said on this podcast, we knew that there was nothing wrong with the physical because the guy who performed Shohei Otani's Tommy John surgery is the Dodgers team doctor. They're very familiar with those details Uh, It was just that the Dodgers can't comment on it until the signing is official. And they didn't even have room on their 40-man roster uh, for the signing to become official until Monday morning. We will talk about the trade that cleared up those spots in the last segment. But Vince, for me, when I read the tweet this evening that uh, from the Dodgers announcing it officially that they had signed Shohei Otani, it was like not quite the same rush as when Otani announced it on Saturday, but it was another rush. Like just, this is really happening. It's official. Nobody can take this away from us now. Yeah. It was a couple rushes on Monday. The first one was when the contract deferral information came out and you realize just how much uh, Otani was giving up in the present time and how much, you know, the Dodgers get to save on luxury tax and all that. And then, yeah, when they became official, you know, it was exciting. It, it's, Regardless of how sure we were, uh, you know, you never really know until it's out there on in the social media world. And then, you know, I was excited to see what the Dodgers social and production team was going to come up with. And they did a dope, I believe, anime uh, little, you know, kind of origin story of Otani growing up. They didn't put him in Angel's jersey, which was interesting in in his little uh, going from young guy to where he is now. But they put him in all his other jerseys, and uh, yeah, it was cool to see. Exciting, definitely more exciting than I thought it would be for something that we kind of knew was going to happen. Yeah, and that, that's kind of how I felt too. Like I, I didn't expect to be that excited uh, when it became official, but it, it's kind of 
it's kind of like how Christmas morning, you know, the, the best thing about Christmas season is looking forward to Christmas morning. Um, but it's still exciting on Christmas morning too, you know, and you, you think it would be a little bit of letdown. Letdown comes on Christmas evening when you're like, wait, tomorrow we are the farthest from Christmas we've ever been. That's when the letdown comes. But the, I feel like Otani announcing it on Saturday was like the, the three or four days leading up to Christmas Eve, you know, with all the, you know, it, it's the best part of the season. But then Christmas morning is pretty awesome too. That's when everything pays off. You actually get the present wrapped up under your tree. And, and you know, that, you know, this uh, castle gray school that you just got uh, for the He-Man collection, uh, nobody can take that away from you. Maybe you're not as old as me, Vince. What's your point? <laughs> yeah, that, I know what that is, but uh, yeah, definitely wasn't on my list when I was growing up. But yeah, I mean, it was like I said, what what we expected uh, in terms of an introductory press conference. The only person that's mentioned anything so far is Bob Nightingale. He said it's on Thursday. He's usually pretty tapped in with the Dodgers and and kind of you know things that are going on with them. So I would imagine he knows that. So we'll hear directly from Otani. But you know, Otani did have a statement in the in it talking about you know bringing bringing parades, not just one bringing parades to the Dodgers and their fans. And, you know, it, it obviously gets you excited because you know that the Dodgers are, are going to have a good chance of doing that all 10 years he's here realistically. Uh, the exact quote is, Dodger fans, thank you for welcoming me to your team. I can say 100% that you, the Dodger organization, and I share the same goal to bring World Series parades to the streets of Los Angeles. And even though we got our World Series in 2020, we didn't get the parade so I think the fact that he used parades instead of anything else like titles or rings, I think that was well pointed to us specifically. But uh, maybe I'm just reading into it. Yeah, no, I I think I think you're right. And every player says something like that when they sign with the team, you know, uh, except Bryce Harper, who accidentally said uh, Washington D.C. when he met Philadelphia when he signed with the Phillies. Um, but you know, every player talks about wanting to bring a title. And we're going to come back in a minute and talk about the fact that Shohei Otani really put his money where his mouth is with this contract to do everything that he can to help the Dodgers have some parades during his time with the team. So we'll be back in a minute to talk all about the details of his contract. So thanks for making Locked On Dodgers your first listen, and please keep it Locked On Dodgers. This episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Score early this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 Moneyline bet. That's $150 if your team wins. Moneyline bet means you just pick the winner of any game. Choose your game. If you feel confident uh, about who's going to win a game, you pick your winner, put 5 bucks on it, and if you're right, you get $150 in bonus bets that you can use for any other bets on, on FanDuel. So if you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is so easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. You can bet on the over-unders for Dodgers wins in 2024. I'm telling you, bet the over. I mean, if that's what you feel, I'm not giving you betting advice, but I think the Dodgers are going to be pretty good next year. Uh, and you know, if you had bet on Shohei Otani signing with the Dodgers, even though he was the favorite, you know, I bet you could have got pretty good odds because the field was always the favorite. And so, uh, so many things you could bet on on FanDuel. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. 
Hey, we're back. We want to thank you all for making Locked On Dodgers your first listen every weekday morning, especially our everydayers. Those of you who are with us every weekday morning, we love you. We love talking Dodgers with you. And uh, if you're not an everydayer, it's really easy to become one. Just watch or listen every weekday morning. Also want to remind you, Locked On has two 24-7 streaming channels on YouTube that might be of interest to you. One is called Locked On Sports Today. The other is Locked On Sports Los Angeles. Locked On Sports Today focuses on uh, all the world of sports, all the news you need in you know one you know streaming channel. So you're getting all of our national shows from Locked On for all the different sports, all the big stories. I bet this episode might show up on Locked On Sports today, since we are talking about the Otani signing becoming official. And uh, Locked On Sports Los Angeles, I know this episode will be there because that is focused specifically on Los Angeles sports. So you know, Locked On Dodgers, Locked On Lakers, Locked On Rams, all those other teams, uh, plus some of the national shows. Check out those two 24-7 streaming channels on YouTube. And with that said, let's get back into these contract details. So the, the big news on Saturday was 10 years, $700 million. It's a mind-boggling number. Uh, we got the, the official news on, well, I guess we didn't get official news on the deferrals, but we got an, enough people reporting it that we're assuming it's official that uh, Shohei Otani is deferring $68 million per year for the 10 years of the contract. Uh, so he is making $2 million a year for the 10 years that he's playing for the Dodgers. And then he's making $68 million a year for each of the 10 years beginning his first year after that contract's up. And so, you know, it, it's, it's mind boggling numbers still. I mean, you and I would be happy to make $2 million a year, you know, Oh, you want to give me 20, 20 million bucks over the next 10 years. Sure. You know, uh, for Shohei, that's, you know, 3% of the overall, payment that he's getting. And the reason he did this is like I said, before the break, he's putting his money where his mouth is. He wants the Dodgers to be able to make more moves to improve the team and give them the best chance of having parades in Los Angeles, you know, pretty frequently over the next 10 years, uh, hopefully several world series parades. And, uh, you know, I'm going to break down in just a second, exactly what, you know, what impact these deferrals have, but, uh, Vince, were you as like we had heard the majority of the contract, uh, you know, a more, you know, uh, a significant amount of the contract is deferred. I was still shocked to see just how majority and how significant it was being deferred. Yeah, I mean, shock is the initial word when you see 68 million deferred every year uh, or 680 million deferred over the you know the course of the first 10 years. It's a big number, and and obviously, you know, we knew that I was going to be big, and we've seen. I think Max Scherzer did half of his contract when he signed with the Nationals. He did 105 out of 210, and that did a little bit to the CBT number, but nothing, you know, exponential. This is 24 million dollars added to the Dodgers in terms of luxury tax. Now, the Dodgers aren't going to be tied down to luxury tax. They'll pass it if they ever needed to but it puts them in a good spot to not have to pass it to the point where they lose draft picks or drop, drop draft picks. So, you know, that's a good sign to keep the sustained future for the 10 years or over the time Otani's here, along with, you know, putting that money where they kind of need it in, in terms of spending on other players. And regardless of how excited we are for the Dodgers and for Otani and everything else, they do still have holes in the roster that they have to fill in order to maximize, you know, this year and years forward, they do need a couple starting pitchers and you know, bat. So, you know, that's some of that money is going to go directly towards that. And we talked about Yamamoto yesterday. And, you know, I think that the, if there was odds makers talking about Yamamoto, I think the, the sh I'd shift a little bit toward the Dodgers after the news came out on Otani. So, 
yeah, it's exciting. Um, you know, uh, everything that's kind of come out, it seems like it's win, win, win for everybody in terms of this deal. Like Otani gets to defer. Obviously, he doesn't win in the present, deferring all the money, but he can now kind of skirt away from California taxes in those 10 years after uh, when he's getting that 68 mil year. The Dodgers get to obviously, you know, save the money on the luxury tax. They get to technically, you know, kind of save money overall because. The present day deal is now 10 years, 460 mil. And, you know, the other millions are going to come from what Otani makes, basically. And they have to bank that and kind of keep it. So it's a win-win for everybody. And, you know, I didn't think the number would be that that staggering. And uh, I'm excited that it is. Yeah, I, I was uh, I was surprised at the amount being deferred. And I was also a little surprised at the sh- relatively short length that it's being deferred for. You know, I, I kind of expected the deferred payments to last for 20 or 30 years. Um, but not be quite so significant. You know, I thought maybe, oh, they're going to pay him, you know, $15 million a year for the next 30 years, you know, for a total of 450 of the 700 million deferred, but 680 deferred, uh, but being paid over 10 years. And, and like, like you said, Vince, this saves the Dodgers $24 million on their luxury tax number. And the way that works, uh, basically, you know, when you're reading, you sometimes you'll be reading an article and it'll be talking about money from, a different time period. And then in parentheses, it'll say that's X dollars in 2023 dollars. And you know, that the, the concept is that uh, because of inflation, uh, basically if, if you, if the Dodgers were to give uh, Shohei Otani $46 million this year uh, and adjusted for inflation, that would, if he doesn't, didn't spend it, that would be worth about $70 million uh, 10 years from now. That's kind of the thought process. And so the fact that they're paying him 70 or $68 million uh, 10 years from now, if you do that process backwards, that $68 million is worth roughly $46 million or $44 million in today dollars. And so uh, the $68 million is worth, according to the CBA, it's worth $44 million. And then you throw in the $2 million he's actually getting paid. That's how you get the $46 million number. Uh, one way I saw it, saw it described was uh, essentially the Dodgers are paying Shohei Otani $46 million a year. And every year he is loaning them $44 million of it back with the agreement that they will pay him $68 million, You know, So basically paying interest on it, pay him $68 million 10 years later. Um, and they're doing that 10 years in a row. That's uh, not what they're doing, but mathematically that's what they're doing. And, and so the, the interesting part was Jack Harris reported that uh, Otani had this approach with every team he talked he talked to. His intent, wherever he signed, was to make it possible and easier for the team to build a winning team around him. This benefits the Dodgers, obviously, in a couple ways. Like you said, the, the luxury tax. The Dodgers aren't generally that worried about the first luxury tax, tax number. They would have liked to get under that number in 2023, simply because of Otani, knowing that you're going to be trying to sign somebody who's going to have a qualifying offer attached. Uh, the Dodgers now are going to lose their second and fifth round draft picks because of signing Otani uh, in next year's draft. Whereas if they had gotten under the uh, under the the luxury tax, I think it would have been just their third round pick or something like that. So, you know, it's costing them a draft pick. And, and for me, I, I've said it many times and people sometimes push back against it. I don't think the Dodgers care about the money at all when it comes to luxury tax. I think they only care about the baseball implications. And this deal tells you that because this lets them, 
one, once the, the contract is up and they're paying the, de the deferred money, then it's just money. They've already paid the luxury tax. I, I think the Dodgers, anything that's just money, they're totally fine with. It's when the, the draft pick compensation comes in. And so that's why, be, besides signing players with qualified offers, the other way that you lose draft picks is if you go over the third luxury tax threshold. And this gives the Dodgers a whole lot of wiggle room. They're like $60 million away from that threshold now. So they could add a couple big time players and still stay under that threshold, which is when they would start, you know, their, their draft picks would drop, drop in the draft and all of that. So uh, it helps them a lot. It also helps Otani a little bit because, you know, one of the big storylines all the time with free agents coming to California is California's tax rate. One of the highest in the country. Uh, well, Shohei Otani can choose where he's living when he's getting the $68 million a year from the Dodgers after his retirement. And it doesn't have to be California. It doesn't even have to be the United States. And so uh, he can plan ahead for tax purposes as far as how he's going to be taxed on that, that money. You know, you can't, you know, I, I, he could even move to Texas, I guess, where they don't have any state income tax. Uh, they're still going to, you know, there would still be federal, all that. The, the, the governments are going to find ways to get their money from him, but uh, he, he will have a little bit more say in it now because of that deferred money. Yeah. And again, this all kind of benefits. I think it's fun to be on social media during all this because, well, you see the anger from other teams and you see, you know, the Dodgers getting called and not so many, and not the exact words, but, you know, cheaters and everything else. And, you know, how is this legal? It's literally in the in the CBA. Like the, they literally just agreed to this before last before 2022. Like it, it all this could have been done. And deferred money isn't new. Deferred money's been around for a while. Obviously, not it's never happened to this extent, but it's been around for a while. And you know, I've seen people say, Oh, you know, now all, all the teams are gonna do this and everything else. We may see this happen a little bit more, maybe, but it's not gonna happen to this extent, it's not gonna happen to every player it's going to happen to the like Juan Soto maybe could do this next year, wherever he goes, he, you know, make could make enough off endorsements and everything else. Obviously not to what Otani makes, but for Otani to only be taking 2 million a year for the next 10 years, he knows he's going to get, you know, 50 million in endorsements and everything else off the field the next 10 years for, for just from, you know, he already made that almost that in Anaheim and now he's here in, in real Los Angeles. So, he knows he's going to do that. Not every player is going to know that. Not every player is going to want the money deferred. Not, you know, everybody's different. So I don't think there's going to be a rash of this happening. I think it's going to happen maybe a little bit more than before, or people are going to be aware of it a little bit more before. Because I would probably say that most people didn't know Scherzer's deferrals. Even Mookie Betts has deferrals. And I know we've talked about it here, and it might be a little bit more known, but even his weren't obviously that big. So they're not as it's not as big. It wasn't a biggest deal when he signed uh, with the Dodgers. So, yeah, it's – it's good for the Dodgers. It, it it feels, you know, not that not that losing in the postseason and the way they've lost the last couple of years and and you know and kind of over the course of this ten years has like beaten us down as Dodger fans. We're still, you know, we're still we get beaten down in the moment, but we're still right back at it once the season starts. This is getting me ramped up, and it's December 11th right now as we're recording this, and I'm ramped. I want the season to start now, and not that I don't always want that, but I think. I'm ready to go now. Like I, I, I was hyped up earlier. I'm ready to go watch the Dodgers. I'm ready to see what Otani can do. I'm ready to see everything. I'm ready to see the rest of the offseason play out, obviously. And I'm ready. You know, it, it's one of those things that I feel rejuvenated a little bit as a fan. 
And not that I was down, down, but you know, you get a little boost from it. Yeah. You weren't unjuvenated, yeah. but you know, um, yeah, you know, it, it is funny, the reaction to the deferred money. Cause like you said, it's not even a loophole. It is, you know, a, a heading in the CBA. Like if you're formatting in Microsoft word, you're choosing one of the headers for deferred money. And then the very first paragraph says there is no limit on how much a, a player can defer. Um, it, it's it's right there. This is something they negotiated for. This wasn't something that somebody snuck in. Definitely not something the Dodgers snuck into the CBA. It was something that the players negotiated for. And in this case, the player himself had the idea. And so it's a, uh, you know, another thing it, like you mentioned Otani's endorsements. I, I wouldn't be surprised if he makes $200 million a year in endorsements with when now he's with the Dodgers. If he wants to, he can, uh, I think the sky's the limit. And so what this does a little bit, it's, you know, it, if you think about this, if you take a bunch of zeros off the numbers to numbers that people like us can understand, it's just a sound retirement principle that uh, he's going to make more in endorsements while he's an active player than he will after his playing career. And well, after his playing career, that's when the $68 million a year kicks in, you know, roughly around the time that he's done playing, start getting $68 million a year when maybe your endorsement money has dropped off by 50 or 60 million a year, you know? And so it's, uh, again, you got to take some zeros off for it to make sense to us, uh, numbers that we can relate to, but the concept is, is perfectly sound. And it, it's kind of funny. They could have called this a 10 year, $460 million contract with, uh, with 440 million of it deferred at four and a half percent interest, you know, and, and it would, the numbers would end up the same. The only difference is, uh, people wouldn't be freaking out as much and, uh, Shohei wouldn't be able to say, I got a $700 million contract, you know, a, a deal like that, like, you know, he, yeah, yeah. His, he, he, however you want to say it. Um, it's, it's a record breaking deal. And, and to be fair, fair, $460 million would be a record breaking deal too, but that's more in line with what you and I have talked about a lot, you know, that, you know, that's kind of what we expected somewhere between 450 and 500, somewhere in that ballpark is what he would get. And essentially that's what he got. Uh, but you know, mathematically they can say it's a $700 million contract. Uh, I love Otani's approach though. And, uh, I, I just think it's great. I love it. And I'm sorry that people are so upset about it, but you know, I'm not too sorry. Uh, we're going to come back in a minute. We're going to talk about the Dodgers also announcing Joe Kelly, which they announced before Otani. We'll talk about what number, who, who won the arm wrestling match to get number 17. We will talk about the trade that the Dodgers made to open up those 240 my roster spots. So thanks for making it locked on Dodgers your first listen, and please continue to keep it locked on Dodgers. This episode is brought to you by Logics. You know, there's been a lot of hot takes all around baseball. Uh, well, let me give you the hottest take of the day. The best lineup in LA right now is the lineup of auto loans at Logics. They start off at the top with my favorites, the proven and dependable new and used vehicle loans. You can count on these guys to give you low rates and save you big time bucks. Next up, they've got an exciting new rookie sensation with their electric vehicle loans with super low rates and flexible payment terms. Rounding out their lineup, they've got their auto refinancing loans and lease buyout loans. With these guys, you could lower your monthly payments and get on the road to owning your car faster. Look, I know it's a hot take, but seriously, no one can beat the lineup at Logix. Visit your local Logix branch right here in the LA area and surrounding areas and let one of their amazing team members help you 
or just apply online in minutes at logicsbanking.com slash car. That's L-O-G-I-X banking.com slash car. Hey, we're back. We want to thank you again for making Locked On Dodgers your first listen every weekday morning. It really does mean a lot to us. We love talking Dodgers with you. Love talking Shohei Otani with you. And we're excited that we get to, I mean, I would guess, you know, Vince, we've been doing Locked On Dodgers daily for nearly five years now. I think we got 10 more years in us. I think we could talk about Shohei five days a week for, for the next 10 years. I'm looking forward to that. Mookie Betts will be around for what? Eight hey, of those? Shohei views keep up. We're staying, we're sticking around. Yeah, hey, sure. yeah, and if all of you new new viewers become everydayers, you know, I, it, it may be, you know, we may be able to do this full time and actually, you know, quit that boring day job that is the only thing keeping me from being at the press conference on Thursday. Uh, but you know, we really do appreciate you everydayers, uh, and hope that more of you will become everydayers. And uh, I want to remind you about the two twenty four seven streaming channels that Locked On has on YouTube, Locked On Sports Today, and Locked On Sports Los Angeles. Get all your sports fixed twenty four hours a day. Uh, whether you want the national stories or the LA stories, both of those channels are there for you. Um, the Dodgers, we we knew that you know we've known for what a week, maybe more, that Joe Kelly was resigning with the Dodgers. Uh, we knew that they couldn't announce it yet because they didn't have room on the forty man roster. Uh, we also knew that Joe Kelly used to wear number 17 for the Dodgers. And if Shohei Otani came along, who wore number 17 for the Angels, uh, you know, he might want that number. There was also thought, you know, Otani has said in the past that he actually wanted number 27 when he came to the Angels, but that was taken by Mike Trout. But I assumed after six years of wearing 17, he's probably attached to it. So I assumed he would want number 17. Either way, after Saturday, we knew the Dodgers now need to clear up two roster spots. And we talked yesterday about our guesses for what the trade would be. We said probably your beat Vivas and a reliever, you know, I threw out the name Gus Varland. You mentioned uh, Victor Gonzalez and a couple others. It ended up being Vivas and Gonzalez for Drew Sweeney from the Yankees, who was probably a little bit better prospect than either of us expected to be coming back in that deal. And uh, overall, it seems like a pretty decent deal. I, I think Vivas has some potential. I don't think there was really a spot for him with the Dodgers. And uh, Sweeney seems like a guy who could benefit from the Dodgers player development system and actually turn into He's not going to be the next Corey Seager. Uh, this, the, the resemblances are superficial probably, uh, but Sweeney could turn into a legit major leaguer. Yeah. Trey Sweeney. Trey Sweeney. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, I don't, I, I knew it was a four letter name that with the an R and E in the middle. So. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, when it comes down to it, you know, kind of what everyone's been saying that the people that know pros- more prospects than us is, you know, the Dodgers may have slightly downgraded cur- at the current level of what the prospect is. But for the Dodgers, like, they had to clear two roster spots. And instead of just DFAing, you know, two people not getting anything for them, they got a, a little – Not he's not a project prospect. He's a good prospect that has a little project to him that could make him, you know, even better prospect. So, yeah, I I went and watched some of his swings and, and some of that bats from last year and He's got a big leg kick. He, he's got a really nice swing. I can see why, you know, he, he, they, one of the issues they said is he had issues with spin. I can see why, because when you have a swing like that, you're more susceptible to uh, unloading one of the pitches is probably bouncing a couple of feet in front of you. But yeah, with the Dodgers specifically, you know, like I said, the, the player development system, we've trusted it. We've seen it in action. And I think this is the type of guy like the lake. You if you think lake kick, you think Justin Turner right away, and they kind of helped him with that. Even you know Chris Taylor's had 
had one and then not had one, a couple little things here and there. So like you can see that there's probably going to be tweaks that come to him that are going to, I wouldn't be surprised for him to be a top 50 prospect in all of baseball after the end of the season, you know, assuming everything goes right. So good on them. Jorby Vivas, like we talked about, you know, great guy. He's a little bit more of a contact hitter than anything else. And now with Mookie Betts kind of moving to second base and he really only played second base Vivas, realistically, you're not going to have a spot on the Dodgers for probably the next 10 years or eight years, however long Mookie has left, um, because he's going to be there. I guess he could technically have gone back to the outfit at some point, but I don't think it would have been for Viva. So, yeah, and all in all, Dodgers made out well. I didn't think I would miss Victor Gonzalez in the, like, talking about it. Uh, and then kind of when he was gone, I'm like, dang, he was cool. He was a good guy. Jeff's supposed to eat a shoe for him. So, uh, you know, respect to Victor Gonzalez. Yeah, I've got a couple of Victor Gonzalez bobbleheads right back there. Um yeah, I mean, he's a big part of the Dodgers 2020 World Series title. So always have fond memories of Gonzalez. But the fact is, both Vivas and Gonzalez were guys who didn't have roles on the Dodgers this year uh, and maybe not in future years. And hard to hold a 40-man roster spot for a guy like that. So uh, a guy who does have one of those spots is Joe Kelly. The Dodgers actually announced Joe Kelly before they announced Shohei Otani. Um, but uh, in their uh, announcement, the picture of Joe Kelly, they had the number 17 airbrushed out, uh, which does lead you to believe that that Shohei Otani is getting number 17. They then had Joe Kelly listed as number 99 on the roster, and then it changed to number 58. But uh, according to a video that Joe Kelly and his wife made, it appears that it will be number 99. 99 is a great number for Joe Kelly. Uh, he's got the the glasses. He's got the I'm a relief pitcher who doesn't know where the ball's going. Everything about him screams wild thing. And uh, Wild Thing was number 99, obviously, in the movie Major League. And so, uh, and Joe Kelly, he's got the personality for a 99. Hyunjin Ryu, like, I love Ryu. He he didn't quite have the, like, if you think the three 99s, Manny Ramirez, Hyunjin Ryu, and Joe Kelly, two of those guys are number 99s, and the other one is Hyunjin Ryu. Yeah. Uh, yeah, 99 is, you know, one of those numbers not everybody's going to take, not everybody's going to get. And the fact that he hasn't worn 99 his entire career is just, you know, uh, I know he said there's a reason he likes 17. And I think when he first came up, he was 58, but yeah, it, it fits perfectly. Um, we're going to see, you know, I'm probably going to try to work on one. We're going to see, you know, shirts with the wild thing or something of that nature with the glasses and everything else. And you know, if he doesn't come out to that song, it's obviously a big missed opportunity. And uh, yeah, it, it, well, the, the fact that his wife, you know, his wife's the one with the Instagram. He doesn't have an Instagram. His wife had made the video before, you know, basically offering Otani anything with the number 17 on it, willing to unstitch stuff on certain things in order to give him 17. Uh, so, you know, she, she took pride in that. And and the seven, it worked. Otani signed with the Dodgers. They don't need 17 anymore. Uh, if you don't, I think she's Ashley, Ashley Nicole Kelly on Instagram. Go look. I, I also uh, tweeted out the video that someone else had posted, but. Go watch the video. It's pretty funny. You know, they have all the stuff going out there. And then at the end, she reveals the number. And uh, yeah, it, it, it's perfect. Yep. So now Joe Kelly and Shohei Otani are both officially Dodgers, uh, which means the 40-man roster is full again, which means when they sign Yoshinobu Yamamoto in the next couple of days, they're going to need to clear up another spot. Uh, you know, they, there are definitely still some trades coming uh, th this offseason. I think you and I both expect Michael Bush or Miguel Vargas, and maybe even both to be dealt this winter. It's hard to imagine both of them still being on the Dodgers when spring training starts. Uh, and, you know, uh, 
uh, other other guys, other prospects, uh, depending on what the Dodgers do, there will be more roster moves because they are not done yet. And they know that. And we know they know that. And they know that we know that they know that. And uh, that's exciting. So it's going to be a fun off season. Like, like you said, we're, we're anxious for the season to start, but also I'm excited to see what the next month or so brings as far as continuing to build out this roster, because there's going to be some more exciting stuff. Yeah. And we'll see if Tracy knew what someone the Rays actually liked or if the Dodgers are going to keep them around. Yeah. I think that'll do it for today. Uh, you got anything else, Vince? No. We're, we're good. Uh, come back and watch this the rest of this week and the rest of the time until season starts and through the season. Yeah, just forever. For the rest of your life, listen to Locked on Dodgers or watch it first thing in the morning. It's a half hour a day. Uh, you know, you can even speed it up if you want to. Uh, but, you know, we love talking Dodgers with you. We really appreciate our everydayers. We appreciate all of you. And we hope that if you're not an everydayer, you will become one. Remember to check out Locked on Sports Today and Locked on Sports Los Angeles, the two 7 streaming channels on YouTube that the Locked on Network has for you. Uh, you can follow us on Instagram and on Twitter at Locked on Dodgers. Vince is on Twitter at Vince since 91. I'm on Twitter at Snydog, and both of our DMs are open there. You can also shoot us an email anytime you want, lockedondodgers at gmail.com, or you can send us a voicemail or a text message to 323-863-LOCK-5625. We are here every weekday morning, and we hope you'll be here with us. When you get in your car or sit on your couch, tell your smart device to play podcast Locked on Dodgers. And remember, you don't have to agree. You just have to listen. We will talk to you tomorrow. Have a good one.